This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's News and Weather Station. Hey, welcome, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the Friday one-hour edition. Now that catching the big ones, Hunter's Breakfast will be taking that first hour all the way up through the end of the year. Uh, welcome, everybody. It's Talkback brought to you this morning by Y West Storage out at the Y on Two Smokes Way. For pricing and availability, you want a, a storage unit, here's the number, 406-510-0590. Because at Y West, they're making room for you. Phillips Janitorial offers both a, a cleaning, professional cleaning for your home and your business. No job is too big or too small. So here's their number, 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. No matter how cold, uh, Gomer's has everything you need to make sure your rig will start every time at Palmer and West Broadway. And by Harrington Surgical Supply, where their mission remains the same, to restore confidence and comfort into your daily life. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, welcome aboard, everybody. Glad to have you along. I'm, again, I'm Peter Christian, of course, joining me uh, right across the way there with his colorful Giants sweatshirt. That's Nick Christensen. You always tell him what I'm wearing. It's like I'm a fashion icon. Or well, you something. are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's like uh, blinding me here. It but is, it is bright. But yeah. but anyway, well, we want to start things off though by visiting with Mac Bloom from the uh, Missoula County Attorney's Office, filling in for Kirsten Pabst. And uh, Mac, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Peter. I'm well. How are you today? Happy uh, March first. Same to you, sir. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully we're going to get some spring weather here soon. I don't know. I, waking up to a little bit of snow, I, I think we might have a few more weeks to go. We'll see. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but I know that crime never sleeps, right? That's true, Peter. Um, <laughs> this week was actually a little bit more of a quiet week for us. We uh, ended up charging 14 total felonies this week. Uh, four of those felonies were violent crimes against persons. Uh, four of them were endangerment-type crimes. Four of them were property crimes. And two of them were drug crimes. Uh, seven of those cases were charged as an in-custody where the person's actually in jail when they get charged. And then seven of them were charged when the person was uh, out of custody and then summoned to come into court. So it was, you know, not, not quite as busy as some of the other weeks we've seen this year, which is um, always good to see. Um, but still, you know, kind of in the moderate range for what we've been seeing this year. Well, no, Mac, does, does the weather count uh, for, for criminal activity? I know that sometimes when there's a, a really bad cold snap, even the bad guys stay inside. And when the weather begins to warm up, things start to loosen up and, and people feel a bit more free to commit crimes. Uh, so what, 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 what is your experience? Well, you know, Peter, we've been debating this for years, just kind of anecdotally keeping an eye on it. And it seems like what really affects it is the full moon, no joke, um, and then obviously around holidays. Um, the weather doesn't seem to play that big of a role. It really seems to be the full moon where we start seeing major spikes in crime. So that's been kind of a unusual thing that we've noticed over the years. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Mac, are there any uh, trends that you've noticed here in the first couple months here of uh, 2024 where there's maybe an uptick in more crimes than others? Or has it kind of been par for the course to start this uh, this year? You know, it feels pretty par for the course. Um, one thing that we have had is we've done uh, four coroner's inquests so far this year. 
um, and we do a coroner's inquest any time someone dies while being taken into law enforcement custody or while they're in law enforcement custody. Um, so I'm sure people may have noticed, based on what the paper's been reporting, that we've done four of those so far this year. Um, and that was because we were facing a little bit of a backlog. Um, there has not been more officer-involved um, deaths than before. It was just that we could not find coroners that would come down to Missoula County that would actually sit kind of as the judge on these coroner's inquests. So we were finally able to do a bunch of those, get the backlog cleared out, and now we are all caught, caught up on the coroner's inquest, which has been nice. Good to know. Now, I just want to, wanted to, re- to, to remind you, if you want to get ready, the next full moon is coming up on Monday, March 25th. Oh, boy. I'll stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, check, we'll check the report that week, Peter, and we'll see if it's a little bit higher than normal. If, if you want to do a quick howl now, we can do that. Oh or gosh. No, just kidding. All right. Hey, Mac, it's <laughs> always a pleasure talking with you. Our best to you and your staff, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You both have a great weekend. And you the same too. to you. Thank you. All right, we're we're going to take a little break here. Seven two one twelve ninety. By the way, it is open phones uh, from here until uh, ten o'clock this morning. So for another fifty two minutes or so, whatever might be on your mind, I have something I want to talk about. Well, Let's I go. will. I will say too about open phones yeah. that uh, our schedule is so jam packed next week. Um, cause I'm going to be gone a couple days right. and then starting the following week. So this will probably be your last open phones opportunity <laughs> for at least a while, which is kind of why I left it open today and why we kind of left it open yesterday. We've been doing a little bit more. So if you have something you want to get off your chest, today is the day to call. And so. I do. So when we come back, uh, because I, I get to push the buttons here, I'll do my, but the phone lines are open. Whatever might be on your mind this morning. It doesn't matter whether it's local, it's statewide, it's national, uh, global, uh, uh, celestial, whatever. Give us a call, 721-1290. We're coming right back after this. You know, some snow showers to start the day on Friday, but warming into the mid-30s, so showers will turn to rain. Still windy, but gusts shouldn't be over 20 miles per hour, except in the passes. A 30% chance of snow into Friday night with lows in the mid-20s. More snow possible Saturday morning, but again, accumulations in the valleys should remain under an inch. Scattered snow showers Sunday, but with a few sun breaks in the afternoon. Weekend highs in the 30s with overnight lows back in the upper teens. Dennis Bragg with the Town Square weather forecast. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic. Safe. Effective. Even money saving. Just like FDA approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. All right, we're back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. Now, the phone lines are free and open, whatever might be on your mind. But uh, I was just uh, sharing with Nick just a second ago that uh, I, I live in the Miller Creek area, and, and I just I live a little bit off the the main road. And so I I went out on my, uh, opened my back door just the other day, and, and this is no joke, I counted them. There were 15 white-tailed deer uh, just just hanging around uh, outside my back outside my back fence, including three or four very impressive-looking bucks. And uh, let, let me tell you, they they were prancing around doing all do, doing their deer thing. And I know that they were looking longingly at my wife, just waiting for her to plant her flowers. Hmm. So. <laughs> 
so they could have a salad bar uh, to munch on. And so I, I guess I'm wondering, I'm asking you folks out there, are, are you noticing a lot more urban deer? And I, I'm wondering how many people have had yeah, quite literally run-ins with urban deer because, uh, as you know, they're, they're, they're nocturnal. Uh, they, they'll run out in front of you uh, it, it, without a, you know, at a moment's notice, uh, a lot of people, you know, hitting them. We found there was a dead deer just on Miller Creek Road just the other day. And so I, I'm just wondering what your experience is, because I, I don't remember seeing this many. And it, it, could it be that we just had a very mild winter? And uh, so the, the deer kill didn't happen as it usually does. But there's just a whole lot of... Uh, fairly good-sized whitetails uh, outside my back fence there. So anyway, just curious if anybody else is having the the same the same experience, and and, and I I really don't know what the procedure is. Uh, the, uh, I, I believe I've I've talked with some of the city officials before about about urban deer, and uh, the the only time that, from what I understand, the only time that. Uh, uh, they, they dispatch someone to, to uh, get rid of an animal if, if it's been hit by a car and has been wounded or injured and uh, it needs to be put down. But I, I think pretty much we're on our own when it, when it comes to, uh, to urban deer. So I, I'm, just, I'm just curious. So uh, we've got Jeff waiting to talk with us on the line. Jeff, good morning. You're on Talkback. It's open phone, sir. What's up? Yeah, well, two things real quick. First of all, it looks regarding the old Pulse Hospital, it looks like, um, to paraphrase a quote from uh, the Ben Tre village in Vietnam, where uh, a major was reported to have said we had to destroy the village in order to save it. Right. Um, It sounds like, yeah, the Missoula City Council and the Historic Preservation Commission has decided that they needed to to destroy the hospital in order to save it. So um, really kind of ironic, but uh, I'm sure there'll be more to follow. I'm sure it's not done yet, but it's just, it's just a shame. Well, I mean, I used to play Jeff, there as a kid. But. Jeff, I'm sure you, I don't know if you agree or not, but you have to sympathize with the individuals or the company that that invested hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on 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 the on the hope that they could put a, a very nice little area back there, try to preserve the the old hospital and add to it, and you know beef it up and make it a more modern, uh, not you know not to destroy the historicity of it, but to you know make make a, a nice area where there's more housing available. And they were shut down not once but twice. And so I think in, I in retaliation, it sounded to me like the people that said, okay, you don't want to have anything out there. We're just going to tear that historic building down and try to stop me. Yeah, well, you know, sometime in the past, and I love your use of the word historicity. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but sometime in the past, that, that used to be, if I remember correctly, it used to be county property. And sometime in the past, the county decided to sell it. So it is now private property. And this is just a case of the People's Republic of Missoula deciding that, well, even if it's private, I'm going to tell you what you can do with it um, and and being unreasonable. I mean, when I, uh, Tate Jones, the, the head of the uh, Historic Preservation Society, his editorials have just been um, arrogant and sarcastic. And, and he, from what he's written, he doesn't seem to want to, come to any terms, you know, it's my way or the highway. So, um, like I said, I think it'll be more to follow. Or, 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 
I was just going to say, could it be that the historical society out there would ask to float a bond to see if they could purchase the old building so they can save it? And and this this would not be the year to try to float a bond for something like that. I was thinking that myself that uh, will the city and county of Missoula step in and try to save it and purchase it from him? And if so, you know, what more financial burden is that going to place on the people of of Missoula City and County, but yeah, more to follow. Yeah, with the hypersensitivity of people uh, with their property taxes and, and, you know, the fire department needs money and the schools need money and all all this uh, and and all worthy causes, uh, I'm not sure if if saving the post hospital is right up there along with them. I I would tend to agree with you, but like I said, more to follow on that. You bet. All right. For for a last for a last of the week, real quick. Go ahead. Um, a couple authors uh, submitted a paper uh, for publishing, and that said that they've done a study, and on average, over the last forty years, undergraduate IQ, the average undergraduate IQ in college, has gone from one hundred and twenty to one hundred and two, wow. and so. Um, uh, so basically, 100 is average. So college students are average, is what the paper said, and they got a slew of uh, uh, comments asking to um, retract the paper because uh, it was demeaning to undergraduates to call them, on average, merely average. Um, and that, so Frontiers in Psychology will not publish that. That's going out for publishing and some other. Uh, journal, but uh, publication. But I just thought it was really funny that, you know, well, I, I'm going to college. I can't be nearly average. Well, I'm sorry. If you take 100 people out of the population, on average, they're average. So, um, you know, it shouldn't be a big thing, but I guess in our woke society, even being average is now a micro <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I, I will try to be a little above or below just so I don't hit the. Uh... Oh, you're in, you're in a class all by yourself. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize there, there was a subcategory. All right. Hey, listen, uh, th- thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. Let's get uh, Doug on the line. Doug, good morning. Uh, thanks for holding. You're on TalkBack. It's open phone, sir. What's up? Well, this is a report of the deer, the rattlesnake. Okay. I live halfway between the, rattles, uh, the rattlesnake school and Lolo Street. And I would say there's uh, about, it seems like about half the deer are hanging around my house. Uh, it's not, I don't see as many uh, as I usually do. So, and, uh, and today uh, is a special day for me. I, I turned 85. Hey, so. happy birthday. <laughs> hey, oh, thank you. So, uh, thank you very much. And we'll let you. But we'll let you go. All right. And uh, thanks for the call, Doug. By the way, today's also uh, my wife's and my 44th wedding anniversary. How about that? Yeah, we're... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Longer than I've been alive. What? (laughs) (laughs) Congrats to Lauren. There you go. You bet. Uh, She she, she is a heroine. A heroine, let me tell you. 721... And I don't mean the drug. Uh, We're going to come right back. 721-1290 is our number. Charlie's waiting to visit with us on open phones. Again, it is whatever might be on your mind this morning. You give us a call. It could be something to do with the world, something to do with the country, something to do with the state, uh, or Missoula. Hey, it's uh, open season on uh, on opinion, so give us a call at 721-1290. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. 
Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Hey, welcome back. It's Talk Back. It's Open Phones. What is on your mind on this Friday? Uh, give us a call, 721-1290. Several phone lines open, whatever it might be. But Charlie's been waiting the longest. Hey, Charlie, thanks for holding. Go ahead, sir. Uh, morning, guys. Hey, um, I was just wondering if you guys know why the left is, uh, or the liberals are referred to the left and uh, conservatives to the right? That well, is let a, me know you, that's let a me very know good you question. Out. That's a very good question. Okay. I'd, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here it is in uh, the book of Ecclesi, Ecclesias, something like that. Uh, it's called the book of wisdom. That, that, that is, that's the book of Ecclesiastes, in case you're wondering. That, it's in that's the, it. It's in the Bible, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I had to look it up. Um, it was just referred to me. So chapter 10, verse 2. Okay. A wise, man heart, a wise man, man's heart is at his right hand. But a fool's heart is at his left. (laughs) But but wait, it gets gets a little better. Okay. Uh, And it says, yeah, so also when he that is a fool walks by the way, his wisdom faileth him, and he says to everyone that he is a fool. And it just, you know, sometimes I think of, um, oh, the local trumpeter. Um, he called in a couple of years ago when the economy was really starting to go south, and he goes and he said, "I would take a a crappy economy over a president that I hate every day." And it, that just seems kind of like a foolish statement to me. But I'm just saying. Well, but anyway, that's that that that, that is uh, the Ecclesiastes is known as a book of wisdom, and then right before that, there's a book of Proverbs. So there, there's lots of good things in there as well. So yeah, it was pretty. It, it was. It was. I laughed. So anyway, <laughs> I, I Charlie. I hope I didn't ruffle too many feathers. I hope not too. People going. What? 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 What book is he talking about? Yeah. Anyway, seven two one twelve ninety is our number. Charlie, thanks for the call. Uh, Art is up next. Art, good morning. You're on Talkback, sir. What's up? Oh, good morning. Well, I'm calling in regards to the uh, fire department levy that's being proposed. Thank you. Yes. Um, what's up? You know, it seems to me. Oh, it seems to me that. Um, Fire protection and police protection and roads and bridges and just basic infrastructure is kind of a fundamental function of local government yep. to provide. That's right. 
And um, so I'm, I'm pretty disgusted, I guess, with what I'd call the mismanagement of our city by um, by the city leaders because, uh, you know, they spend millions of dollars on acquiring private land and they have all these programs like JEDI and DEI and things that they're spending money on. And, and you know, I mean, there are things that are great, you know, like public library and things like that are wonderful. But, you know, there's just some fundamental things that need to be provided. And to ignore those uh, and neglect them over the years and then expect to have an additional levy, per, you know, paid for by the people, especially at a time like now when, we, um, when we're having problems with taxes, I, I just think is completely irresponsible. Well, I, I will tell you that uh, having having spoke with uh, uh, Gordy Hughes is a great guy. He's the he's the the, the fire de- uh, fire department chief, and he testified before the city council and uh, earlier this week. Had a chance to to visit with him after that, <clears throat> and he said, uh, "There, th- th- do you know what an ISO rating? Uh, the ISO rating is the." Um, is the is the national rating as to how effective and how quickly a fire department can get to a uh, uh, a fire incident, and the ISO rating ha- has to be has to be so uh, in such a an area that the uh, the the uh, um, fire insurance for each individual you know homeowner uh, is either going to go up or down. Uh, Depending upon the ISO rating, uh, the better the ISO rating, the lower your your fire insurance is. the The worse the rating is, the more your fire insurance will go up because they know that the fire department is going to have a harder time uh, uh, getting to the uh, uh, the fire, and it will take longer to put the fire out. So we we're, we're basically helping ourselves when we try to make sure the fire department is fully funded. Well, that's correct, but I think that the city's going about it by holding us uh, holding a gun to our head in that regard because they have they have neglected the fire department for what fifteen years now, and uh, so now they want to upgrade everything you know all at once and are basically it's an indirect threat that well hey if you guys don't do this you're just going to get charged more anyway, so. Um, I just think that's a further uh, illustration of uh, of the poor thinking and irresponsibility of the people that have been calling the shots in the budget. Well, I believe it's either been 2008 or 2009 since the, the last levy went through and, and the last, you know, uh, uh, issue went, went before the people to help support the fire department. And, and unfortunately, all of us who are, you know, fat and happy living here in Missoula, thank you very much. Oh, there's the fire engine. God bless you guys. Well, you know, we haven't been fully funding them for a long time. And, and we need another fire station, and we need at least 20 more firefighters. And that's going to cost money. Well, that's my point. I think the city should have been planning for that all around and, and earmarking some of the additional revenues that they've been getting from uh, additional development over those, what, 18 years um, where the city's expanded and expanded its tax base to uh, provide for those services. I hear you. All right. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Good talking to you. Thank and, you. And the same to you, sir. Let's get Dave on before we have to take our break. Dave, good morning. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, good morning. You know, as a student of history, and I suppose a lot of people don't want to hear about this, but I've struggled with the question for a lot of years, studying, studying uh, uh, after World War One, and, and how, you know, how the German people, who were, were a very Christian country, turned against a portion of their their people. And I've kind of come... Con- 
some conclusions on that. After after World War One, which was fought in France, that you know the the government of Germany had told the people all through the war that they were winning it, and then and suddenly it was over and they had lost. That there became a, a rumor spread, and it started in the twenties and spread throughout the country, and that uh, that the Jews, the rich Jews, had caused their country to lose the war. Now, now this big lie, uh, I believe, wasn't started by any po- politicians, but just spread naturally through the population. Uh, but a certain politician jumped on that big lie of the, of the Jews and, and used it to become very powerful. He became the chancellor. And, uh, His name was Adolf Hitler, yes. Right. So, I mean, be careful of big lies. I mean, you know, they, they can be dangerous. And, and, and you tell a big story, uh, you have to have evidence to back it up. There was no evidence that, that rich Jews had done that, but it, it cost a lot of lives. And so it mean, cost, It's cost six million Jewish lives. Right. So, so um, if you got a big story, you know, about our president, you know, who is the rightful president of the United States, I mean, if you believe uh, uh, that Donald Trump won the last election. I mean, we need evidence of that. I mean, some people call it a big lie. Some people call it the truth. But if if it's the truth, then uh, that Trump won the election, then we need good evidence proving that. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 721 is our number. We have Kevin and David both standing by. I'm going to take a break now, and we'd love to hear from you. Whatever might be on your mind, as you've already noticed, uh, this is definitely open phone territory. Uh, 721 is our number, 1-800-568-5309, or you can use the KGVO app, and we hope you will. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back on TalkBack, 721-1290. That's the number, and we've got folks waiting to visit with us on open phones this morning. Kevin has been waiting the longest. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's up? Oh, good morning, Peter. Uh, the reason why I think the deer are out and about, especially in the suburbs there, is because I don't know if your wife or if you've planted them around the, the house. Tulips. The tulips have sprung early. And they're like three inches above ground. Usually that doesn't occur till May. Right. So I have been now uh, un- against my will. I've been assigned to guard the tulips. Um, okay. <clears throat> go ahead. No, no, I, I, was, I was just chuckling. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is one thing is there's going to be a lot of stuff pop- popping up early and for the deer to feed on now and graze. So, um, gotta shoo them off, uh, figure out, be inventive. Uh, maybe you can be out there as a scarecrow as I am and, uh, uh, protect your property uh, from these demons. Also, but, but seriously, I think the thing about it is a lot of people aren't into hunting. Um, and a lot of these uh, deer have, uh, multiplied like rabbits. And I think if we get, uh, start, doing what Helena does is uh, implement the uh, use of uh, archery. Helena used to. Uh, Yeah, I I don't believe Helena still has an urban deer program, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. But I I think that's the only, I mean, I hear a lot of people complaining. Why are these deer in my yard? Why are they all, okay, well, you moved into the area. Yeah, maybe in the 70s, not so plentiful, but now they are plentiful. 
Well, deer are not stupid. Uh, I, I'll just tell you just a really quick anecdote. Uh, I, I had a, a neighbor who had moved in from out of state. He was renting the house, and he saw the deer out there, and he was just uh, fascinated. So he uh, put out a bunch of orange peels and breadcrumbs and all this. He wanted the deer to come into his yard and so we could look at them and da-da-da-da. So I, I had to go and give him a little schooling uh, from the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. It is illegal to feed deer. It's illegal to do that. And he said, why? I said, because when you, when you put out food for a deer, a deer is prey. And that means you're creating a game trail for, for predators who will feed on deer. Do you want to have a mountain lion in your backyard or a, or a bear or a coyote or a fox or whatever? Uh, well, keep feeding the deer and they will surely come. So don't do that. Well, the same with the legal aliens. Quit feeding them. They won't come. Uh, and, and another thing, here's a conspiracy theory, okay? I'm going to have one conspiracy theory in my life. I think the reason why there's so many deer is I think they're being brought in by auto body shops, okay? Oh, I think they're being shipped in. <laughs> And it's a win-win situation well, for the people that own body shops. If, if you know anybody that owns a body shop, I can't. I don't know a single body shop that isn't booked up for months. So I, I think exactly. they'd be very glad not to have the deer around. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys have a great day. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, yeah, Kevin. Bye. Appreciate it. 721-1290 is our number. one 800 Seriously, I've got a, a relative who has a car that needs to be fixed. And it's still drivable, but fixing that vehicle is several months out. So there you go. Uh, let's get John on the line. John, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Hi. Good morning. That was a good one with the deer and the body shops. And I'm not <laughs> sure if deer are nocturnal because if the deer and the predator are both nocturnal, I don't know. Anyway, I know they are out in the dark. So yep. sometime. Anyway, uh, my comment was uh, as Per the the truth about Nazi Germany since it was brought up and I'm glad that he's a student of history um, as am I and I encourage uh, the caller to continue to research history deeper because on the gates of Auschwitz it says 1.4 million Jews we always hear 6 million 6 million 6 million Jews I think it starts with the 1.4 million as posted on the gates there's your evidence then the great deceiver uh, Satan in the Bible, which is also the the basis for what we used to be taught in schools in the old days, uh, basis for common sense. Uh, and it, it talks about um, that the uh, well, as per uh, Christians, and that yes, Christians can be deceived and manipulated, and that the Satan uses a thread of truth to perpetuate a lie. And so the communists used the thread of truth that there were, there were some Jews that were making money off of the war. And so if that were to be addressed as the truth, then we could go on with the truth from there as to the manipulation of the German people that um, escalated into a fascism. And they also, also the lie that... <coughs> Excuse me. Also, the lie that fascism and communism are opposites. Both were used to perpetuate a big lie that got people killing each other. And so let's just 
get to these threads of truth, right. address those, and then we can follow the truth where right. it goes. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. We're up against a break. We have uh, Ted and Al all waiting to visit with us. And several other phone lines open at 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. You can use the KGVO app if you'd like. Hey, give us a call. It's open phones for another 18 minutes right after this. Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hey, welcome back to Talk Back. It's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning, all we ask that you be respectful and polite. And uh, uh, let's get, move right along. Oh, uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, just, yeah, real quick. Uh, Sandy, uh, our city councilor, messaged us, and we actually brought this up yesterday, but uh, she said, regarding the fire mill levy, I have two colleagues that said they'll help me find $7 million in the budget yearly. Wow. She said, this is a pretty daunting task, and if any of your listeners want to take a gander at the published budget on the City of Missoula website and have some suggestions for me, I would love to hear them. So that's uh, Sandy asking for your help. There you go. I think that is absolutely awesome. Uh, When you think about it, if you've ever been to a city council meeting and looked into the the, the myriad of programs and and, uh, and and issues that that they that they have to decide on on a yearly basis, there are lots of programs in there that might not necessarily be uh, necessary. Might have outlived their usefulness. Who knows, right? Not only that, we're we're uh, trying right now to find out if if Missoula wants to have a, a local government study commission which happens about every 10 years to see if we want to change our uh, form of government. So anyway, so that, that'll be on the ballot as well. Let, let's move on. Let's get Ted on the line. Ted, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's up, sir? Uh, good morning. Uh, with regards to the hot topic in the election this year, um, I'm ready to make the prediction. And I predict the future, and I'm never wrong. And what I predict is that nothing will ever change on the southern border. The policy will never change. It's never going to stop. Now, why? That, hold, hold on. Why, need, hold, hold, hold on. Why, why do you why do you say that? I'm curious. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't have no political bias on either side. When I make my predictions, it's un it's unbiased. I'm not Democrat or Republican. Okay. And I don't care about these people or whatever. This is just what makes us strong as America. I used to think that, haven't you ever sat back and wondered, why, why isn't this fixed? You know, why didn't Trump fix it? Why didn't anybody fix it? You know, I have all these people that have been in there. Nobody fixes it. It, it. This is what makes us strong. And I used to think that the government was out like against us. To like hurt us, but no, this is helping us. And I know it. It's hard to understand that, and it's and to come to grips with it. But now that I've predicted the future and told you the future, <laughs> you need to use it to your advantage and adapt to it. All right. Well, Don't be caught in the past and be watching Fox News all day and not get anything done or CNN, whatever. Thanks. 
this is not going to change. This is where we get our power from. All right. Ted, thanks for the call. But by, by, by the way, in, in case people are wondering, we do have a, a, uh, a constitution uh, that requires uh, we have three, uh, three, you know, three branches of government, legislative, judicial and executive. And if we had if we had a dictatorship, the dictator, uh, like in China, they could they could just say, hey, here's what we're going to do. And they issue the army and out they go. And it, it gets taken care of here in this country. We propose laws, we pass them and then we enforce them. And it takes a long time to get that done. And every four years we get to decide if we're going to change direction. So there, well, even though you might be in the middle of a project that might take 30 or 40 years and you keep changing administrations every four years, no wonder the things that we're so concerned about don't get done quickly. So just a little civics lesson there. Of course, I could be wrong. Al's on the line. Al, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's up, sir? Oh, I just had three things uh, quickly to mention. Uh, the first one... A gentleman was talking about uh, the new uh, possible new fire station. It seems like to me last year someone when on the city was on there, and I think, heavy emphasis on think, the city's already purchased land somewhere out the Mullen Road in the city in case uh, a new fire station is approved. So I guess they would be thinking ahead a little bit. Uh, the second one... Uh, my book here from on plants from Jerry Baker says about getting rid of uh, deer. Oh, good. What, what does it say? Well, he says to uh, take two raw eggs, and, and I'm not sure how you get a reg, an egg raw, but anyway, he says <laughs> two raw eggs, two cups of water, one to four cloves of garlic, and two tablespoons of hot sauce at high speed in your blender. Yeah. And allow this tonic to sit covered for several days and then pour it or sprinkle the mixture over any or all plants. Wow. And uh, the, the deer will tend to go to your uh, neighbor. <laughs> along with that, al along with that, real quickly, a guy at the grocery store told me how to get rid of gophers. You go around and you collect dog poop and you keep putting it in the gopher <laughs> hole and eventually, the, eventually the, uh, the gophers will go to your neighbor's yard. With that, thank you very much. Wow, words of wisdom. Thanks, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I just said I hope you're wearing gloves. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> All right, Emmett is up next. Emmett, good morning. What's on your mind, sir? It's been a pretty entertaining hour so far. What's up? Yeah, well, anyway, about Auschwitz, you know, there were several concentration camps. Auschwitz wasn't the only one. We had Dachau. Dachau we had Buch um, Buch Buchenwald. Buchenwald. We had, yeah, and we had a whole bunch of others. And when they keep saying six million Jews, six million Jews, it's more six million people. A lot of Catholics were um, martyred in the concentration camps. A lot of dissidents, other people. So it isn't just six million not, Jews. Not, not only that, Emmett, but there was a lot of developmentally disabled people who were thrown into that mix as well as uh, seen, seen as yep. undesirables. And I, I, I will tell you, it, 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 it was... If, if ever there was anything satanic in this world, it was the Nazi regime. Uh, that's, that's just my opinion. I agree completely. I agree completely. But I was calling in to ask a question. <clears throat> but, I mean, um, I saw something on the news that was ABC World News that was disturbing. I only tuned into the last part of it. Putin has threatened the West again with nuclear strikes if we put troops, uh, um, military troops into Ukraine. 
I didn't think we were going to put military troops in Ukraine. Is that another country? Or what was the story? Is he threatening us with nuclear weapons again? I didn't even know we were going to put troops in Ukraine. Well, the, the policy of the United States has been arms only and, yeah. uh, and military advice, but no, no personnel on the ground. Now, if you remember, there was a little country called Vietnam back in the 19, uh, late 50s and early 60s. We made that oh, same yeah. pledge there. So, Yeah, I just don't know, if you, if you, since you're a journalist, if you'd heard anything more on the news about Putin threatening to use nuclear strikes against the West again. Because I just turned in late in that whole thing. And the headline was, um, um, Putin threatens the West with nukes or nuclear threat against the West or something. I, I did, to be honest with you, I, uh, I haven't been keeping close track. So, okay, uh, uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is 18 hours ago. I'm looking at NPR. It says here, Putin warns West risks nuclear war with Russia if its troops enter the Ukraine war. Wild, because I didn't think we were. Maybe this is another dream I'm having, but I didn't think we were sending troops. Are there other NATO nations that are going to send in troops? I'll just read this to you. It said Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered his annual State of the Nation address uh, last week, issuing explicit nuclear threats to the West, even as he assured Russians their country could both emerge victorious from the war in Ukraine and thrive economically at home, end quote. So there you go. This is what happens when we have a weak president like Joe Biden in office. Um, Putin thinks he can do whatever he wants, threaten us whatever he wants. I'm so sick and tired of his games. We do need to go to DEFCON 2 or something, but Joe Biden is too frail. Or, 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 I don't think Kamala will. We just got to pray for this nation. All right. this is, we're in serious trouble. Emmett, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. We're up thanks. against a break. We have Harry and Tim both waiting and only about eight minutes left. So you guys have done a great job uh, filling up this hour with open phones. All of your uh, comments, suggestions, and opinions are welcome. Uh, 721-1290. We're coming back after this one-minute timeout. Hey, this is Lisa Stofer. Hey, we just got a, got a note from our, our good friend Anthony, a good friend of the show, and he, he reminds us what? That Putin was addressing the country of France mm -hmm. with that, right? Yep, that's okay. what he said. There you go. All right, so good to know. Uh, Harry, good morning. You're on Talkback. Thank you for your patience. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, just to carry over from yesterday, uh, a call out to Steve. Morning, buddy. Uh, also, uh, yesterday we were talking about uh, the omnibus bills. And I'm not... For or against, I don't. I'm not a diehard, you know, anti. I understand. Uh, I like them when they get things passed. I want passed. I'm against them when they get things passed. I don't want passed. So I mean, like okay. pretty much everybody else. Uh, and the idea that you know they're, uh, I can understand why they use them though. I mean, because especially with the the government as divided as it is, that's about the only way you do get things passed. Because you know you add things on that you might not get through, through otherwise. And, uh, you know, there's the old adage, you know, the Republicans complain that the government doesn't work, then they get voted in and they prove it's, it doesn't. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it works. And like I said, I'm can, not... Hey, Harry, Harry can I ask, can, can I ask yeah. you, let me ask you something, because you're, you're a smart guy. Do you, do you think, uh -huh. no, seriously, do you think it would be a good idea somehow, uh, constitutionally or whatever, to mandate that we go back to one subject per bill? Well, you know, it, it's a nice idea, but then, you know, again, they would, especially when it's as closely divided, then nothing would be passed at all, and it would 
become a, you know, a standstill. For now, like I say, that might be good for some things, but for other things, uh, just, you know, we'd shut the government down and... Well, that what, what, one thing it would do, Harry, is, is it would force all 435 members of, Cong- of, of Congress and all 100 senators to actually be president, president rather, where there's a vote, uh, where, whereas now uh, nobody has to be in the chamber at all. Uh, yeah, and and okay. it, it, is, it is a sad state of affairs, in my opinion. Yeah, then they'd have to put their names to things that they may not like so much, but they knew it had to be done. I mean, say... I, yeah, just uh, sending money to Israel. Now, there may be a whole bunch of people don't like it, but if you pass it, uh, put it onto a bill that everybody else wants, then, you you know, you get that done. So it's, like I said, it's, it's, otherwise, nothing will get done. Because uh, you, you can always have so, a small amount of people hold everything up, and then nothing gets done. And then, you know, I mean, like I say, maybe that might be a good idea for some people. But, you know, our country doesn't need to work. You know, our, company, our, country, our government doesn't well, have to work. We do, we, do have, we do have a balance of power uh, with, with yeah. the three, three branches of government. And it's supposed to provide what they call checks and balances right. when, when it's working right. Right. But, yeah, there's, there's so much, you know, it can be check and balances, but then there just can be uh, uh, blocks. And, and, you know, people, dams, and so people who... Nothing does at all. And people who misuse that should be voted out of office. The other thing is, though, they, a lot of people like it that way, though. I mean, you know, you, that's like, say you have, especially when you have such a small percentage, you know, uh, one way or the other, you can have five people say, no, we don't want... Well, they kicked out the Speaker of the, office, or, uh, the House just by a few people. You know, it doesn't take many when you only have, you know, three or four uh, uh, percentage. And so, you know, it, it's become a nightmare then. So, I well, mean, you know, like I said. Harry, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end. Okay. Thanks for your time. Right, I, I appreciate it. Okay. Let's get Colonel Tim on the line. Colonel Tim, good morning. You're on Talkback, sir. What's on your mind? Yes. Good morning, Peter. Yes. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, it's been a while since I called in. Good to have you. I've been listening almost every day. And uh, there's been some quite enlightening talk going on. Yesterday on uh, Jesse Waters, primetime Fox News, there's a new term that came out. Uh, I just wanted everybody to remember that because uh, two presidents came to the border. He uh, visited the border at the same time. And one had a little better rank because... Uh, President Trump had uh, uh, the governor, Governor Abbott, and the, the generals behind him when he spoke. While uh, President Biden had only had the uh, the poor uh, border patrol agents behind him that were pretty sad. Anybody saw the picture? They were extremely uh, extremely poor faces on there. <laughs> anyway, the new uh, term is called. Biden's border illegal invasion industrial complex. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, and of course, everybody knows that the cartels have made billions of dollars. Uh, Mexico itself is corrupt. Uh, the cartels own the par- politicians, and they've got a worldwide system going on. Uh, a number that people should remember is twenty-eight thousand Chinese. Uh, there's 28,000 Chinese that have crossed in the United States. And you can't leave China without permission. So they obviously have been sent here for possible diabolical purposes because two divisions of terrorists could do a lot of damage. Uh, and another 
very ugly statistic is the cartels are deep into the drug trade and human trafficking and child trafficking. And another horrible statistic that people should remember is 85,000 missing children. And uh, this has been verified by the Border Patrol when they've spoken to Congress. So that is, I mean, it, it is. It is ugly beyond ugly down well, there. Colonel, Colonel yeah. Jim, but we, we are rapidly running out of time. We only have a minute left in our time together. Uh, but I want to say, all, again, thank you for your service. Thanks for always uh, uh, coming in uh, with great comments. We appreciate it, sir. Yeah, you bet. And uh, good luck with everybody with their deer problem. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Unfortunately, uh, Candy, we couldn't get your call on. I apologize for that. We have just exactly a minute left. So, Nick, as we look forward to a Monday, what's coming up on Monday's fabulous radio program, sir? It's going to be a really full show. So from 8 to 9, we're going to have uh, two ambassadors joining us with uh, Bob Seiden-Schwartz from the Montana World Affairs Council. We'll have ambassadors Robert Loftus and Jorge Haney. Uh, they'll be on, like I said, 8 to 9, and then regularly scheduled Rob Nadelson. He will be on from 9 to 10, so busy, busy show. All right, it's going to be a great program, and again, thanks, Nick, for arranging all that and uh, producing, getting us our great guests. We appreciate it. So, hey, thanks for all of your calls this morning. You hit it out of the park, as you always do, with open phones. Thank you for all of your comments. Get out there and enjoy this, uh, this great weekend, and please drive safely and uh, join Ace Monday morning at 6 on Montana.